Next on BYU Sports Nation, smaller is bigger for BYU basketball. A four-guard lineup nearly hits the century mark last night. We'll talk to one of those guards live in Studio B. Skyler Hoffler joins the show to recap BYU's final win of 2014. Plus the most impressive BYU basketball player thus far and a new Cougar in the NFL. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Tuesday, December 30th. I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the plumbest dude of them all, plum. Brian Logan. That's what it is, man. It's plum. I, got, I have this, this shirt on, this tie on. And, uh, you know, Spencer was giving me a, a, a nice compliment. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. And uh, he said, I like the purple, man. And it's kind of like a dark, a darker purple. I said, look, man, it's, it's plum. You know, and he was like, plum? I was like, yeah, don't you know your, your, your crayons? Your crayon boxes? Did you not color when you were a kid, man? I did. We discussed the fuchsias and the magentas. Plum. Fine. You want to call it plum? That's great. Plum. That's plum, why man. I said you're the you plumbest know. dude of them all. Uh, thank you. I'm happy that you caught on to that, that lesson, man. I was an artist, dude. You're like in third grade. You know when you're like the teacher puts your, your paintings on the wall? I mean, you can't really call them paintings, but, you know, mine were masterpieces, dude. Yours were plum, obviously. They were all on the wall, man. Kids got <laughs> jealous of me. How do you make plum with your primary paint colors in third grade? I got to talk to Crayola about that one. Red and blue, right? <laughs> shades of red and blue? I don't That's know. That's right. You can't get the base. I didn't get the rainbow colors. I got the I got the alternate colors. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Uh, this time of year, we all think about New Year's resolutions. And I have I have one to offer up for you, Brian, given a conversation we had this morning. Okay. No more eating out on Christmas. Yeah, I will never do that again. I was so disappointed. This was my first year that I spent Christmas in Utah. Winter Wonderland. It was it was my first I you know, I loved waking up and have the snow and and that was that was cool to have a white Christmas. You know, being from California, the Bay Area, you don't get that. We got it sometimes with my wife, she's from Missouri, so sometimes we'll go back home. Uh but what I didn't like man, I was disappointed and there was no place to eat. I, we drove around for a good 10, 15 minutes looking for a place. I was like, I'm going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to go here. Only Denny's was open. Wait, you I was drove, like, you've got to be kidding me. You drove around for 10 to 15 D- minutes? Yes. We were, I had this vision that you were driving around for an hour. No, no it was like 10. Dude, <laughs> wait, but you, you could, there was traffic, so if you times it by the amount of cars that were on the road, it could possibly be like an hour that we were driving around. There was traffic, traffic on Christmas. And car time. You got to go on car time. You, you you calculate that, you carry over the two, and it becomes an hour. So, yes, I was disappointed, man. Nobody, like I said earlier, nobody wants to cook on Christmas Day. People want to open your presents, get your gifts, laugh, go get some food, and then come home and go to sleep. Brian, That's here, what the plan was. Right, here's what you do, okay? Simple fix. Go buy a honey-baked ham the day before and heat it up. That's Thanksgiving, right? No, Thanksgiving is turkey, bro. Come on, dude! I so my family, my dad's side of my of my family, my dad's side. He's from Belize, uh, and we always had just this amazing gumbo that my aunt made, and okay. it was like this Belizean gumbo, amazing. Belize is by, right by Guatemala, beautiful place. And Joe, my cousin Joe Sampson, that used to play here, 
he put an Instagram picture of that. And I was so jealous. And you ate at Denny's. Oh, I ate at Denny's, man. I was so sad. It was like one of those things, like, I felt awkward to ask my wife, like, hey, do you want to cook on Christmas? Like, do you want to give me one more gift? <laughs> <laughs> one last gift for Just me? discuss it beforehand. <laughs> Honey baked yeah. ham. Go pick it up. Heat it up the next day. There we go, Mrs. Logan. We got, we got it next year. It's a We're sim- just going to come to your simple. house after we open up presents You're next welcome year. to do that. Thanks, man. I'm still waiting for the official invite. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question, and that is, who will invite Brian Logan over for Christmas? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is this. Which BYU Hoops player has been the most impressive thus far? This is an interesting debate because there have been, in my mind, three guys that easily – could deserve this distinction. First tweet in from at green underscore DN. Strictly from a haircut perspective, it's got to be Kyle Collinsworth. Hashtag triple doubles. Nice. I, I like that. Only be, I said this before. You know, Kyle gets his hair cut. You know, uh, from the same guy, my barber. So I would, I could appreciate, I could appreciate that the little the swag. You know that he has a little part. You know, on the side. I like it. Not to, not to mention what he's done on the field. On the field. Oh, Court, sorry, just like a football, just like a football, just like a football player, huh? He's got a new level of focus. Why, Brian? The hair, man, the swag. Okay, the hair, but you mentioned something earlier as well. It deals with a better half. Yes, man. When you when you are in a relationship, you are focused, (laughs) dude. You, I'm trying to tell you at 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 Brigham Young University. Maybe it's maybe it's any college player, uh, uh, you know, person, whatever. When you have a girlfriend or a you know a boyfriend, you're focused. You don't you don't have to worry about going to the parties and dating and doing date nights and all, and whatnot. No, it's your homework, it's your girlfriend, and then it's your sport. So you don't have a lot of time to mess around and do other things. You're that much more focused. So all you athletes out there, get married. Get get a girlfriend, <laughs> then get married. Headlines today in BYU Sports Station, which is simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV, are this. BYU basketball beats Portland last night 97-88 to finish the 2014 calendar year with an 11-4 record. Then there's this really cool story. Former BYU linebacker Wani Unga signs a three-year deal with the New York Giants. Yeah, what a... Three years from ACL tear in the Fight Hunger Bowl in just a horrible, horrible turn of events to now NFL career. He spent the past week on the, on the Giants practice squad. They were aware of him. Mm-hmm. His knee has consistently held up. Now he has a contract. Man, that's that's a that's an amazing story, you know, for you to continue to fight through your injury. And, you know, it, he was at a disadvantage because, you know, ACL, you know, recovery takes eight months, right? right? Yeah. You know, seven months depending on who you are and, and the type of work that you put in. And we obviously knew that he wasn't going to be able to be ready for the season. But for him to continue to, to persevere and, and go out to trial after trial after trial and finally land a team. And when we heard the news a few weeks ago or a week ago about that he, got, that he signed in the practice roster, that means that they're trying to secure him for next year. They're making sure that no other team gets a hold of him, which is why you see a little bit of a longer contract. Uh, which, I mean, it's, it's, it's great, man. I, I, I love to see you know, players like Wani go through that situation and come out on top. But most importantly for these recruits, you know, these, these coaches can go and say, look at this kid, uh, another, another kid that we put into the NFL from BYU, you know, come to Brigham, get an opportunity to play at the next level. Okay, so Wani with the Giants, and he's part of the 53-man roster now. This isn't a practice squad. 
He's on the team. Big 12 news. Yay! All right. Mm. Or maybe not. Mm. Bob Bowlesby, commissioner of the Big 12, made a statement yesterday that the conference has no immediate plans to expand. Bottom line, they like money and lots of it. More on that later. Shut up, and finally, man. in headlines, BYU women's basketball with a nice comeback win at Portland. So much so that Jeff Judkins, good friend of our program, jamming with Juddy, released this tweet. He said, so proud of BYU women's basketball for sticking together and finding a way to win tonight. Always tough to win a road game in the West Coast Conference. Hashtag BYU. So when a coach who isn't super intent on getting a lot of tweets out does that that tells you something about how he felt about that win yeah that's true because he he probably doesn't know too much about twitter and whatnot and instagrams and stuff so yeah you, when you take the social media it's like kind of like coach mendenhall right great to see our fans there loved it fist pump emoji sign <laughs> emoji <laughs> when bronco uses an emoji the world will end oh yes there's I plenty agree. of reason to rise and shout my friends that brings us to what's trending what's trending in byu sports nation topic one Changing of the guards. Winder steps back, pops a two, right over Gayroon. That was a common sight and sound for BYU basketball last night. Anson Winder, superlative effort. BYU starts a four-guard lineup for the first time this season last night and score 97 points. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You need to get the glow sticks somehow worked into this. The BYU big men combined to score a total of two. Two points. Not one, but two. In last night's win over Portland. Two. The BYU guard scored 95. How do you feel about that, man? If I was a big man, I'd be like, look, I'm dominating this game next time. Don't pass me the ball because you're not getting it back. Hashtag ball hog. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. If that was me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm looking myself in the mirror a couple times before I go back out on the court. That's a team mentality if I ever heard one. You know, I, I it, it, at first when I first heard about it, you know, that, that Portland, you know, goes 6'11", 6'11", 6'11". Uh, and then, you know, Brigham was starting four guards. I was like, oh, man, you know, what's, what is going on? I just, I just saw, like, swats, you know, blocks. Rebound. That's yeah, all, you would think. That's all I saw. You would you know. think. But Anson Weiner starts at the four, and all he did was shoot 10 for 14, 22 points. Anson was one of three BYU players to score 20 plus. One of five in double figures. We'll discuss in detail what Anson is doing in about 15 minutes. Dave Rose is a great coach for a lot of reasons. I love so much that he makes in season adjustments, and yeah. sometimes they're drastic. It worked out well against the team in Portland. That, look, as you mentioned, Brian, goes 6'11", 6'11", 6'11". Vandermars, Barker, Gayroon. Okay, that lineup you would think would dominate the glass, would have a ton of block shots. Total rebounds for Portland last night, 36. BYU, 35. Well, so much for that. Right. Well, I mean... And again, when I when you first see it on paper, you're like, oh man, this this should play into into Portland's favor. But when you look at guys like Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Halls that can rebound, I mean, that does supplement having a big guy in there. And and those guys, to me, I don't care what anybody says. Kyle is is a physical player to me. When he's when he's penetrating, he's driving, he's physical. When he's when he's playing defense, he's physical. When he's up. 
uh, you know, trying to get rebounds offensively or on the defensive side. He's 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 physical. And so I think when you have a guy like that, that's going to help you out a lot. And then Tyler Hawes is going to uh, get you some rebounds as well. You know, Anton's a guy that can get you some rebounds. So you have some pieces that can supplement having, you know, uh, a, a big not having that big guy, a post player in there. How about this, Brian? Points in the paint. Clearly, three six eleven guys are going to have their way against the smaller four-guard lineup of BYU. Portland, 22 points in the paint. BYU, 44. The Kooks shot and made a lot of layups. Yeah, it's the, it's the layups, man. That's going to help you out all day when you get layups. But see, the thing is this, though. You, you, you wonder, well, how do they get so many layups when you got so many Goliaths in there, you know, so many big guys in the paint? Well, when it comes to your transition Fast offense. Fast break. Yeah. Your transition, man. I'm leaving these fools in the desk. It takes you like five steps just to go full speed. I'm already at the. I'm already at the other end, you know, posing for the camera because I just laid the ball right in. I'm quicker. I'm faster than you. So that was really, I think, the advantage is is the transition points. And then, not to mention, they were more aggressive on transition points. So what you normally saw was a fast break and then oh, two on one. Boom! Let me pass it off to my wing. Have him shoot a shoot. You know, shoot a three. Well. This game, you saw, you know, uh, a, a two-on-one fast break. Let me let me pass it off to my guy. Instead of that guy pulling up for a jump shot, he's going and attacking the the, the paint too. Everybody going to the rack. Everybody went. Everybody went in. So, I mean, I, obviously, it's going to be a lot easier for you, you know, uh, to get layups. But when you're in that transition, you don't have those big guys. It's irrelevant. If you can't keep up, man. Speed kills. Yeah. Speaking of the fast break points, there was a huge disparity there. BYU was 16. Portland with zero, okay? So the Cougars, you expect that, but still 16 to zero? Yeah. The four-guard lineup works defensively for BYU because of something you mentioned, Brian. The guards are big and aggressive rebounders. Collinsworth, 6'6", Haas, 6'5", Anson Winder, 6'3". Not to mention they're scrappy. Kyle has great hands. He pokes away at least four or five balls per game. Okay, Tyler Haas has worked very hard to become more aggressive on the defensive side, especially in man-to-man. Anson Winder is BYU's best lockdown defender. Okay, They're scrappy. They create turnovers. BYU created 13 turnovers, only turned it over eight times last night. That also creates for a disparity in fast-break points and points in the paint. Yeah, there was one one time where I saw Kyle steal a ball and – you know, we talked about it earlier the fact that he's so long and 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 lanky that he can he can he can kind of play you know a couple feet off. So you know you don't you don't blow by him. But at the same time, he can still reach his arm in there really fast because he's long, but he's quick as well. And you don't even know you're like wow as a, as a you know as a point you're sitting there dribbling you know maybe trying to run the offense and you're like whoa I didn't even know you can get here man before you know it he's down he's down the other end scoring so in the fact that you know he he can play defense he's scrappy they're able to play you know more man to man because of that you know I think I think they 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 can run with this can this can this be something that they do you know for the rest of the season that's the question that is the question I think I think they can. Will this lineup consistently work moving forward for BYU? We'll ask Skylar Halford about that very thing in studio at the bottom of the hour. Now, the most productive lineup on the floor for BYU this year has been the four guards, Haas, Collinsworth, Winder, Fisher, or Halford, combined with a big man. When that big man is Nate Austin, look out. And for those of you wondering, yeah, about Nate Austin, I talked to him for uh, about 10 minutes last night before the game. He's been sitting out with a a partially torn right hamstring over the last three weeks. 
He says he's hoping to get back in two weeks, and he pinpointed specifically the road game at St. Mary's on January 17th. How huge would it be to have Nate going up against their big man, Brad Waldo, in Moraga with the four-guard lineup that scored 95 points of the 97 last man, night? Man, it, it, that's, that's going to be huge to have him back. And, I, you know, I, I think even if he's not 100%, you know, maybe if he's, you know, maybe 90 85%, but I think just his presence there, you know, is going to be a huge factor. You look at a, a small glimpse for from Corbin Kafusi and how, you know, he caught a ball – you know, he kind of took his time a little bit, saw, you know, saw around, made a great pass. Uh, you know, you get more of that with, with Austin coming back. You know what I mean? So to, to imagine if, if Corbin was like that, right, more consistently. I mean, you have Austin come back and you get more and more of those type of, of, of plays. Uh, and additionally, you get help on the rebounding and, you know, things like that. But, man, they can really dominate. Yeah, it's something to watch for, it know, is. for sure. Tyler Hall's also getting healthy, which is great. He says he feels almost... 100%. It was good to see him back to his usual self last night. Our Twitter question today is, which BYU Hoops player has been the most impressive thus far? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Andy Splats, when fans expect a player to score at least 20 points a night, that's impressive. One word then. Haas. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Hawes scored 24 on 8 of 20 shooting last night. Five rebounds tied a career best with six assists. That's a complete game. And, and he's right. When you just kind of expect, like, yeah, he's going to get 20. Yeah. He's going to get 20 every game. Every time. But, I mean, is, is that really – I mean, it's obviously impressive, but what about the wow factor? Like, the ooh, he got 20. It's like – Oh, you got 20 again. Yeah, good job, Tyler. Like, I, I expected that. I, you got it. I appreciate that. Thank BYU you, sir. fans are spoiled. C-O-T underscore is. BYU football says Kyle Collinsworth with two triple doubles, and that certainly is hard to argue. Two triple doubles in it's the same season. Up next, Anson Winder and what he's doing, why he has a case. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home. For authentic BYU products, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan on Tuesday, December 30th. Oh, by the way, we have a New Year's Day hoops doubleheader on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It will start with the women's team at 1230 Mountain, 230 Eastern as they host Santa Clara. BYU men will then play on the road in Santa Clara. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler traveling to California to call that game at... Three Mountain, five Eastern, both games on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our Twitter question today, which BYU Hoops player has been the most impressive thus far? Brian, I haven't even asked you. What's your opinion? Anson. To me, it's, it's Anson. And I think, I think I th- with me, like I, said, like I said earlier, you know what you're going to get from, from Hawes, right, from Tyler. It's like I, I expect that from you. And I'm not taking anything away, but – I expect that from you, sir, so I appreciate everything you do. So you're, he, he's kind of out. Now, I look at Kyle, and it's like, man, the fact that you're, what you're doing right now, coming off of you know, a, a torn knee, and you're having, you had surgery, and you're, you, man, you look like you haven't you know, uh, skipped a beat, that, that is really impressive. But again, we already saw what you can do as far as talent-wise. We kind of expected this. Now, you did elevate your game. You know, you, you've increased your numbers and your stats, Free throw which shooting. is great. Yeah, he's, he's increased it, which is great. But you already saw the potential last year. You're like, man, if he could just work on this, if he could just work on that, that'll take his game to the next level. And I think he's doing that on top of that injury. 
But when you look at Anson, you're like, what? Huh? You know, now you saw small little glimpses last year, you know, especially when with some injuries towards Anson the end of the season. Yeah, coming in and, and but you I didn't I didn't expect to see such such a huge jump like this. You know, but I think that really just shows how mature he is off the, the off the court. You know, when 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 you're named a, a team captain and you haven't really been playing that much, because a lot of a lot of players, you look towards a guy that's that's producing on the court, on the field, and, and you want to follow that guy. But if you're doing those things off the court first, you know, and, and for your, your coaches and your teams to recognize that, obviously that's gonna translate, you know, on the on the court as well. So, you know, he definitely put that work that hard work and effort in. I think Anson, you know, is is most impressive. BYU's second leading scorer currently at fourteen point four points per game. At Miss Rouse chiming in on Twitter. Says Anson Winder agrees with you, Brian. He was streaky last year, but this year he's been money. I don't see the thing is I don't think Anson was streaky last year. I just don't think he was given a full opportunity to show what he yeah. can do because Matt Carlino was there and yep. they had the dynamic of Haas and Collinsworth with Carlino and they still had two big men in the lineup with Mika. Anson is now being featured in this four guard lineup, giving him an opportunity to do what he does best. Yeah. And so he's seizing the most of that opportunity. So I wouldn't say so much streaky last year. I would just say that it was kind of he was he was kind of reserved because he had to be. Now it's like they've let him out of the box. Yeah. And so and, and what comes with that when you get more opportunities, you know, you get more experience, right? And it's crucial to get those game reps. And so the beginning of the year and you're coming off the bench and you're producing uh, and you're and, and you're getting quality minutes. I mean, that's going to elevate your game. We talked about earlier how confident he is. You know, he's going. He uber, has the most uber confidence. He has the most swag ever. I mean, just going up against six eleven fools left and right. I mean, he's not dunking on anybody, but still. I mean, being able to take open shots when he has to, when he when he needs to, when he wants to, uh, and still scoring. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing too is just his confidence, his poise, his ability to get to the rim and finish is noteworthy. Jaron calls him BYU's number one rim runner. Couldn't agree more. He finishes so well at the hoop. Last night, time and time again, he was just making Volodymyr Gayrun, who is 6'11", yeah. look silly. Yeah. He, yeah. It, what, what I love the most about, about Anson last night was there was times where he had wide open jumpers that he could have took. Right. And he passed those up and he was aggressive and he attacked the rim in your face. I'm coming at you. I don't care if you're seven foot ten. This is going down (laughs) right now. And he produced. And then there's other times where he was wide open and he took the shot and he drained it. Nothing but net. And so now as a as a as a defender, I'm thinking like, oh, man, how am I going to defend this dude? I'd be deflated at that moment. Hey, uh, I might fake an injury. Come get me out, coach. I don't want to guard this dude because it doesn't matter what I do. If I give him space, he's going to hit a jumper. If I, if I uh, you know, press him a little bit, he's going to blow right past me. So at that point, I put my hands up in the air, wave him like I just don't care. I don't know what to do, coach. <laughs> do not know what to do. Hashtag confused. Here's the thing. And, and this is what you should consider when you think about Anson Weiner. He's being asked to play the four position, which is technically the power forward right. spot. In the BYU offense, it's a stretch four, so they're looking for a big guy or a bigger guy that can shoot from outside, kind of like Noah Hartsock yep. was. Yep. He was the quintessential four in Dave Rose's offense. Anson's not a big guy, 6'3", but he could certainly, as you mentioned, Brian, stretch the defense, yep. and then if you guard him on the three-point line, it's see you later, I'm going to the rim. 
Okay, when you crowd him, he will beat you off the dribble. So this is working out very nicely for BYU. I spoke with Anson last night after the game, and here is that short but rather telling conversation. You, one of three different BYU players that had 20 points. What went so well tonight for your team? Um, I think we just attacked more on, on the transition and offensive end. Um, we made it a, a goal to you know, get as many transition buckets as we could. We knew they started with a big lineup, and I feel like we were able to convert um, and go on some runs, and that helped us with this game today. You got the start tonight. Did that create any sort of different dynamic for this team? Um, no, not really. I think we do this lineup a lot throughout the course of a game, so we kind of got used to it. And it was just now we just started with it instead of going to it with, and you know later on in the first half. So I think it worked. We were able to get some runs going and, and get their bigs running in transition, and it helped us today. The defense looked a lot more scrappy, more aggressive when you compare it to what happened against Gonzaga on Saturday. What changed between those two games? Um, I think we're a little bit angry today. Uh, we played with a chip on our shoulder. Coach told us we should play a little mad today since we took that loss the other day. And I think we definitely stepped up to the challenge, and we did well today playing with a chip on our shoulder. Anson, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anson Winder last night after a 22-point performance. I love that he said, Coach said we should play a little bit angry. Play mad. And they did. And they did. And you know what? I think this lineup can work, but it has to start defensively, like, like he said. Uh, you know, they played a little bit more chippy. They were a little bit more mad. Uh, and so stronger defense, you know, led to more transition buckets. And, again, if if I have a smaller lineup, a quicker lineup, that's going to get to the other side of the court faster than you, uh, your seven-foot, you know, bigs are irrelevant. Now, with Anson scoring 22, Kyle Collinsworth being in the 20-plus category as well, and Tyler Haas doing his thing with 24, especially with Tyler getting back to close to 100%. He said he's feeling really good, close to 100%. Hey, that that's great news. And if he can stay that way, I have no reason to think that with some help on the outside from Anson and Chase, that Tyler will have his shots and be able to set new marks within BYU basketball history. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 325 points away from passing Jimmer Fredette now. Tyler Haas doing his part last night with the 24. He needs to average a little bit more than 20 points per game to become the all-time scoring leader at BYU. He trails Devin Durant by just 10 points, needs 11 against Santa Clara to become the number four all-time scorer. Done. That is elite That's company. Right there. I mean, look at that. Durant, Michael Smith, Danny Ainge, Jimmer Fredette. This is this is just to be mentioned in that list. Yeah, unprecedented territory for Tyler Hawes. Up next, we'll talk to one of Tyler's teammates and one of the guards that scored in double figures last night. Skyler Halford also had six assists. Does Skyler think that BYU can keep this four guard lineup working and find success the rest of the season? We'll discuss that next. And now. Back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan broadcasting in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed at BYUSportsNation.com. This tweet in from at Yeti Azul. Love that Twitter handle. He says, Kyleson Winderworth is most impressive. And that answers our Twitter question of who is the most <laughs> impressive player for BYU basketball thus far. Can you get that shirt made? Uh, what's, his, what's the Twitter 
Yeti Azul. That wasn't even close. Hey, man, you know I can't read. That was not even close. Don't judge me. Kyleson Winderworth. Just pray. Just pray. Don't judge. Just pray. The perfect mix of Kyle Collinsworth and Anson Winder. I love it. That is, I love it, man. That was funny. BYU basketball beats Portland 97-88. They finished the 2014 calendar year with an 11-4 and record. Juxtapose that with the 8-7 and they were at the end of 2013. And now we bring in Skylar Halford, one of five players to score double figures last night. Skylar, welcome back to the show. Thanks. You mentioned to me after the game last night, I just, I just need one or two more of those shots to go in. Can we deliver you some karma to make that happen? Hey, I'll always take that karma. You know, I'm all about that. Yeah, I, I think those couple shots would have came had we been on the show the night, you know, before. But it's all right. I'll get. I'll cut you some flack. We'll do our time. part. We apologize <laughs> just, for not being ready to do that. Now. I'm grabbing <laughs> both of their hands right now. I got you guys. Yes. The connection. Yes. The connection. Oh, see, see, he said it, man. I. Be- Everybody says it, dude. They they always make fun of me because when we give the karma, I like to have you know the connection. The connection. The three, I like yeah. to, I like to have it. That that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, spread it through. Yeah, I, I think it is true. It makes sense. See, and before we even did, I said anything in this, Skylar says, "Oh yeah, the connection. Oh. It makes sense." <laughs> Boom! There you go, man. What are you gonna say now, Spencer? Hashtag plum tie. <laughs> Brian Logan, everyone. Hey, Skylar, this guard heavy lineup was. Uh, a new twist last night. I guess starting. We've seen the four-guard lineup a lot this season, but but starting with Anson uh, there. And you guys combined to score 95 of the 97 points. Uh, why does this four-guard lineup, whether it's you or Chase or Anson or Tyler, whoever's in there, why is it working? Uh, I mean, we've got a lot of versatile guys at the, on the guard line and uh, really talented players. And, you know, we've we're trying, I guess, impose our will, and right now is to be play quick and fast. And last night they tried to impose their will with their three big guys, and I, I think we were able to attack them enough and play quick enough on the defensive end, taking balls from their big guys and making them feel a little uncomfortable. And, and just the style of play that Coach Rose plays at is just a fast-paced game. And if you have four guards who can fly up and down the the court, it it just is beneficial for us. So. So with, with with you guys scoring ninety five out of ninety seven points, you know, leaving only two points to the big guys, do you think that is a formula that you guys can can sustain for the rest of the year? Um, I think we definitely need to get our big guys involved a little more. Obviously, two points I don't think will be enough going down the stretch because I mean we had a lot of guys who shot great percentages from mm-hmm. the guard line last night, and you know you might not get that every night. Yeah. And uh, so we definitely going to need some inside presence, and and those guys, they'll you know they'll come up. I'm sure you know we'll work on it in practice, and we'll work on getting getting them the ball a little more, maybe a couple more touches in the post, because uh, because it it helps the guards too once you've got a post presence. Because yeah. later in the year you'll have teams that just are gunning on the guards, and they'll you know scheme to where they're trying to you know keep us from getting touches. And but when you play from inside out, and that's how Coach Rose likes to play anyways, is inside out. It just helps your team. But like you said, who if you guys are shooting so well and playing so well, I wouldn't give up the ball inside either. Like, <laughs> hey man, I mean, did you guys, did you ever think at one point that hey, you know, these guys on the floor with me, they're all in double digits. I need to I need to get some as well. <laughs> Just trying to do my part, man. Just every... you can say yes. <laughs> I mean, everybody's trying to you know get 
you know, get some buckets in there here and there and just try and do your part. When uh, thing with us is, you know, coach always says when your number's called and when you're that guy who has the open shot, you know, have confidence to go up and knock it down, you know, no matter who it is. And that's just how we've tried to play this year is share the ball and whoever has that open shot, you know, make it, have confidence to step up and hit it. Skylar Halford with us on BYU Sports Nation, now rocking the newly earned BYU Sports Nation karma once again for the 2014 season. Had 12 points last night, five rebounds, six assists. And, okay, I want to ask you this. Is it bet? Do you feel better after you knock down a long three or after you make a sweet pass? Oh man, that is a that's a tough question because a, a sweet pass where you got like a no looker or something like one of those where I had ants just kind of going. Oh, you had a couple night. of those. I was like, yeah. woo! It's just those feel good because I mean it's not just you; it's you and another teammate. So I think yeah. that's what maybe makes it a little bit better. The assist is because you get other people involved and you got that connection between you and your buddy, whoever it was that you assisted and. And it, it gets the energy of the team going. You know, a three pointer is great, but I think collectively it's just awesome when you get a nice Band, assist. Band of brothers. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay, there were there were forty. <clears throat> you outscored Portland in the paint last night. BYU as a team, forty four to twenty two. Hmm. I did not see that happening. Right. With six eleven, six eleven, six eleven on the other sideline. So while the guard scored ninety five, f- like forty two of those forty four points came. On layups or, or in the paint. Yeah. So I guess if you do that, that's okay, right? Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, like I said, that's a lot of it's probably in transition and and like our style of play is just with the four guards on the perimeter, working it, moving the ball, sharing it, and especially if you have some big guys guarding our our four, who's Anson, who's yeah. as quick as can be and can get in the lane when nearly whenever he wants. It just, I mean, that helps us to get in the lane and play from inside out as well when we're driving and kicking and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw a lot more uh, of that this last game. You guys just being more aggressive, even even during your your half court offense. Uh, you know, guys were were passing open shots, and you guys were still attacking. Did you guys come in to this game with that mindset? Because because with me as a as a fan, I would think I don't, I'm gonna be a little bit timid with there's you know six eleven guys everywhere. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, we've last couple games, uh, coaches have talked about having an attacking pace on both ends of the floor. And so I think with that, uh, getting to the line's big for our team. I think that's important that we right. get to the line each night. And so I think you have to be aggressive no matter, you know, if you've got seven footers in there or not, you got to take it right at them. And, and you're going to get some calls here and there. And and then when you're confident, like we said, and you got that open shot, you're going to take it. But there's time and place in the game, I think, where you need to make sure and penetrate. Maybe their shots aren't falling, you know, and you got to penetrate and, and change things up a little bit. So I think it's good to have a good balance of driving and, you know, driving, kicking, hitting shots. Played 15 games now, 11-4. <laughs> and four. Uh, What do you feel like is the biggest concern for BYU basketball in terms of finding greater success moving forward? Uh, I think we've talked a little bit about a killer instinct, having a killer instinct to to be able to step on a team's throat, really, and kind of shut them out. Uh, We had Portland last night. I think we were up, I don't know, as many as maybe 20. 20, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they crept back in. Sometimes I think that's a tendency with our team, and so we need to find a killer instinct to be able to put it on a team and keep them out of it. And I think that starts on the defensive end and being able to string, you know, three, four, five stops in a row uh, without letting them get a bucket or get to the free throw line, being able to 
to defend them. So I think moving forward, we'll work on the defensive end and work on getting that killer instinct. Speaking de- defensively, because I'm a defensive guy. I'm a defensive <laughs> genius, actually. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I said I was just playing. See, how, you see, come to you see, come see, practice help us with this defense, man? Skyler, I told you. I'll be, I'll be glad to help you, Skyler. I told you he was a little bit weird. Brian, man, I'll, Brian I'll, I'll help you with your back pedal, your press coverage. Your shuffle, your shuffle, shuffle. I got you on Intercepting on, that half court. That's what it is. We can work on hands and ball drills. I got you, man. But, you know, you guys looked a lot more scrappy. Do um, you think it's because the, the smaller guards? Uh, yeah, I think with quickness you and the agility, it helps you get to those loose balls a little bit quicker. And, and Coach, he, he last night in the huddle, I think three or four times, he just kept telling us someone needs to get on the floor. And mm. finally, Anson had one where he got on the floor and we got a jump ball, and it just helps that our team when we're on the floor and we're, we're playing scrappy. It brings the energy up in the building. You know, fans love it when people are on the floor diving around. and. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think with the guards, as far as that goes, we're just maybe a little quicker to get into the ball, and that, and that can help as far as diving on the ball. But you see Corbin all the time on the floor. We've seen Nate time and time again, and can't wait to get him back. But, you know, Luke, I mean, every single one of our big guys, too, is diving on the floor. We've got yeah. people who are willing to play scrappy, and we need that. Let's talk about Nate Austin and throw in Jamal Eights. These are a couple of guys you were anticipating playing the whole season with. You practiced with them all summer long. Then, unfortunately, Jamal has to have surgery, and he's out until at least late February. Be shocked if he plays at all this year. And then Nate's uh, been out for the last three weeks, and and he's hoping to be back in a couple of weeks by mid-January. How hard has it been to compensate for for the deficiency there with uh, a couple of big guys you expected to play with? Yeah, I mean, Nate, for us, I mean, he's been a starter here for so long, and uh, it's really hard to replace a guy like him. He has just a knack for going and getting loose balls, getting rebounds. He creates opportunity. Yeah, yeah he creates opportunity for our team, and uh, he, he's really irreplaceable. You know, he's he's a he's a hustle energy guy, and you know we need him. But you know, I'm I'm proud of the guys that have stepped in and you know done their part, and and they're some of our young guys are gaining a lot of experience. Corbin and Isaac and and Luke, you know, in his sophomore season, and. Uh, I think once we get him back, it will be that much better. And uh, we're we're just looking forward to having him back. And Jamal, you know, he had a great summer. And, you know, I feel bad for him and having that ankle uh, surgery and whatnot. But, um, you know, he'll progress and he'll, he'll be just fine. But it would we would love to have more, you know, Jamal and Nate with sure. us. Yeah. As, a, as a player and as a, as, a, as a guard, do you like this style of play more when you could look around and you're like, oh, man, I got all, all – you know, all my buddies with me. Running all, all gun. My, all my guards with me. Or or do you like more this the style of where you can, you know, send it inside to a big man and, and play inside out? No, I like having the option of both. I mean, because you need both. I mean, you run and gun, and that's what everybody dreams of. That's why most players come here is because that's Coach Rose's style, run and gun up and down the floor. Um, but, you know, there are times when maybe teams shut that down, and you do need to establish an inside presence and be able to play in the half court. Uh, at the same time, having a good attacking pace like Coach Rose talks about, but being able to have that inside presence and cutting off those big guys can yeah. can be a fun way to play as well, playing inside out with those guys. So BYU, as I mentioned, eleven and four at the turn of the year, eight and seven last year, and I know you remember well the feeling of going into twenty fourteen after four straight losses last year and what that was like. What do you think has been the biggest difference this go-around? Obviously having some big home games and winning those has helped, but is there anything else that's played into this? Um, I think just with this team, not not that we didn't stay together last year, but I just feel like we our camaraderie is a little bit better this year as far as when when you take a loss, it's not people, not, not teammates um, necessarily – 
we, we've talked a lot about staying, you know, focused in a group and not getting lost with because there's influence out there everywhere. You know, yeah. people. You know, you got parents, you got fans, you got everybody telling when when there's a loss, you got somebody telling you <laughs> what's wrong. You need and, to do this. You know, yep. and so it's like people can get lost. But I think this team, we've got a lot of. Um, experienced players and a lot of we got great leadership on this team that we've been able to bounce back from our losses um, pretty well and and you know not letting one loss turn into two and three and four like it did last year but we've been able to kind of just cut it off after that one loss and and when we do lose just move on to the next game you know move on to the next play like coach says just you got to move on move forward we'll end with this you opened league play with uh, two <laughs> consecutive road losses last year at Pepperdine and LMU now BYU travels outside of the state for the first time to play a true road game at Santa Clara and then San Francisco. Mm-hmm. What has to happen for things to be different this go-around? Yeah, I think you have to have an extreme mental focus. I think uh, you've got to pay attention to detail on the road. Uh, there's there's so many things that, I mean, you got, it's a different, it's a completely different game when you're on the road. You've got, you know, a hostile crowd and uh, people, the team you're playing, they always play better at home. That's yeah. where they're most comfortable and so you've got to make them feel uncomfortable in their home floor. And I think if we just stick to game prep and game plan and, and we stay focused mentally, I think we'll be just fine. Just got to take each possession one by one and uh, and play it out. Just got to work on that backpedal. I'm man. gathering that, that you'll, backpedal. Ha- you'll have a, a decent <laughs> BYU crowd as you do in most of these road West Coast conferences. Yeah, we do, and that helps a lot. I mean, there, you travel and there's people everywhere. But, uh, yeah, we'll be ready. We're excited for it. We wish you the best of luck on New Year's Day. Represent the karma, my brother. There you go. And uh, also, congratulations. I hear that uh, your sister and uh, your brother-in-law, Daniel Sorensen, are expecting a baby boy. Yeah, I'm going to be an uncle for the first time in uh, in May. So, yeah, baby boy coming along. Congrats to the Halford and Sorensen families. There you go. All right, Skyler, we'll be watching you, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Up next, more of your responses to who has been the most impressive player for BYU basketball thus far and more or less. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan here. Our Twitter question today, which BYU Hoops player has been the most impressive thus far? At Billy Wonka says, Winder! Billy Wonka! In a world of impatient athletes, it's refreshing to see his good attitude, hard work, and loyalty paying off. Agreed. Easy to watch guys like that succeed. It's fun. It, 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 it's, it, you said it. It's, it's fun. So gratifying to see that because you know the hard work they put in, and so you can kind of see them reaping the benefits. You reap what you sow. It's true, man. Karma, you reap what you sow. It's all the same. It's all in the Bible. Look it up. You know what we should do right now, Brian? More Brian's Brian. or less on BYU <laughs> Sports Nation. Yeah, so we should play more or less. Here's how it works. More or less of Brian's brain. We present a situation, and then Brian and I will decide – if it's going to be more or less than that given number or situation. Number one. Kyle Collinsworth will record more or less than one more triple-double this year. I'm going more. He's such a dynamic player, and for him to already have two at this juncture of the season and most of West Coast Conference play to go where he will face, I'm not going to say inferior competition, but to a degree, yes. Like, he'll have more opportunity to do the stat sheet stuffing against some of these lower-tier teams, Kyle Collinsworth has more than one triple-double left on the schedule this I year. I agree with you 1,000%, but just for the show purposes, for entertainment purposes, I'm going to say less just to go against you. And I think <laughs> that's the reason why is because of the lack of competition. 
uh, you know, going into conference, I think that he doesn't have to do a lot. You, you look at the Gonzaga game where things were kind of get out of hand at one point. He said, okay, let me step up. Let me, let me t- kind of take control. I don't think he's going to have to do that because he has other guys that will be able to do that because of that lack of, of, of competition in conference play. So, yeah. Sorry, Spencer. You're wrong. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> BYU hoops will have more or less than 25 wins this year. Now, this one's easy for me because I've been plugging BYU to have 25 in the regular season. I say more than 25 wins this season when you throw in the West Coast Conference Tournament, which I think they'll play at least three games there, and a postseason berth, whether it's the NCAA Tournament or the NIT. BYU will have more than 25 total wins this season. I'm going to agree with you for that simple same reasons that you said the last two reasons. When you talk about the NIT, if, if that was something that they go down, or even just the conference tournament, you know, more opportunities, and they're, and they're, they're going to win those games. So you know, even, even if they go through this conference play right now and they maybe slip up and miss one or two, whatever, they'll still have more opportunities to get that 25. I think BYU goes 15-3 and three in West Coast Conference play, and they'll be right at the 25 mark when the tournament begins, so more than 25. Number three. The BYU big men will score more or less than 10 (laughs) points versus St. Santa Clara. I'm going to go less on this, (laughs) but just barely. I think the big men will have more of a presence. You know, we'll see Corbin get four, Luke score two or four. But I don't think that the big men, given what happened against Portland and with how much success BYU's had getting to the rim with the four guards and shooting a lot of layups, why change it drastically? Get get some more in there. I say less than 10. Not so fast, Bender. Stop it. The reason why is because I said earlier, if I'm a big man like Corbin or any of those guys, I'm going to feel very, very small. And I'm going to say, look, look, self, look myself in the mirror and say, look, self, you can't be, you know, your old self that you were. Uh, during this last game. You need to go out and dominate. So if you need a ball hog, if you need to just go up and, and, ha- and demand the ball and, and, dem- and establish an no, inside you presence, you need to do what's best for the team. You, you can do what's best for the team at the same time That's not getting being a yours. ball hog. That's, at the same time getting yours. It's not, ball hog is not the way to be the best team. Okay, I actually agree with everything you said the first time, but I'm just, just entertainment <laughs> purposes. Leave me alone. Next, please. Next. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Number four. You will make more or less than two New Year's resolutions. I will make more than two New Year's resolutions. I am a compulsive New Year's resolution maker. I'll probably make like 11. I don't know. Yeah, I'll make more. I've already, I make a New Year's resolution every day, kind of, sort of. I'm like, one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to fast every Wednesday. Then I'm like, on Mondays, like, okay, I'm going to read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm try to read a book. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to probably hit like 20, man. Okay, Brian. Brian's aiming high. Number five. More or less. You will keep more or less than two years' years (laughs) revolution. Well played, production room. Was not (laughs) anticipating that one. That was a curveball Uh, right there. I'm going to go with... Yikes. I'm going to – man. Be honest, man. I'm going to aim low. I'm going to go with less. Okay? Yes. I'm hoping to keep one. Honesty. Of the 11. And then if I keep more, it'll be a huge success. That's right. That's right, man. Set the expectations low, dude. I'm, I'm going with you. I'm going with you, though, man. I'm going to say less, too. Out of my 20, I'll probably keep one of those, which is um, like eating Gushers or something a day. A, pack a of one gushers. pack of Gushers per day. Yeah. Actually, that's be hard because I usually eat like two or three a day. 
So if I can cut it down to one, that may be good. I might have to. I got cavities, dude. I got to get this stuff fixed. I can tell you this much. Gushers are not helping in that area. I know. I know. It keeps it's getting just worse sugar. Here. It's like a sugar shot right dude, to the cavity. I know, right? It's like just injected. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. I get so embarrassed when I eat. When I go out and eat lunch or something <laughs> with, with friends. They're like, why are you making those faces? Is that good? I'm like, no, dude. Cavities, don't mind me. Oh, my just goodness. keep going. Give okay. me like five more chews and I'll be good. Number five again. 5B, we'll call it. Curveball here. Brian Logan's outfit. More Grimace or more Professor Plum? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brian. I'm going to say more Professor Plum. Plum. You got to go with the Plum, man. Professor Plum as well. I would would say that. Because I got the little, what would you call this? Not necessarily a carnigan. Would you call it a carnigan that I have over here? Okay, that's a... Is it a cardigan? What's what's a man cardigan? Is it it's a, a mardigan? It's a, it's a cardigan. It's <laughs> man, a little cardigan. Manardigan. So you got the tie and the and the button up shirt, and it was you know plum, but then you got the little cardigan over. I just need like a little uh, pocket for like pins and you know pins pencils and maybe like some glasses over, and then I'm good. All right, Professor Plum. I'm just saying. I'm you know what we it. haven't done yet, Brian? I look smart today. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. Two forty nine. It's back, baby. Day number two of the new countdown to the Cornhuskers. 249 days away from Lincoln, Nebraska. I wish DVR was was live right now. You can just fast forward. <laughs> fast forward to football season. 249. It's DVR is. 249. Oh, goodness. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around and the rest of our headlines. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Big time for BYU Sports Nation. I know men's basketball a winner, 97-88 over Portland last night. The women's team had a come-from-behind win, 31 points a career high from Morgan Bailey as they win on the road in Portland. And uh, congratulations to Wani Unga once again, former BYU linebacker, signing a three-year deal with the New York Giants. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and our rise and shout goes to Mr. Wani Unga, who tore his ACL and now has an NFL career. That is really difficult to do. Anything is possible, man. If you believe and achieve. That's a Proverbs. Believe and achieve. Which BYU Hoops player has been the most impressive thus far? Join our conversation the rest of the day using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to Skylar Halford, Answered Winder, everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For the fabulous Professor Plum. Happy New Year! Brian Logan. I am Spencer Linton.